Welcome to the Service Management Leadership Podcast with Jeffrey Tiefertiller. Good Tuesday to you. This is Jeffrey Tiefertiller with Service Management Leadership. Many of you that have listened to these podcasts or read my posts on LinkedIn know I'm passionate about this space. I'm very passionate about the CMDB. And there's a reason why I'm passionate about the quality of the CMDB. The success of the CMDB it pushes down, it influences, it determines the success of overall IT. I know that's that sounds bold, Jeffrey. Yes, it is. But here's some examples. And you can think of them outside of the typical service management conversation. But give me this one. uh, Concede this for me, if you would. There's no way for an IT organization to be successful with a poor service management organization. It's hard to know what you're delivering, measuring, all that sort of thing. So if you concede that with me, and if you don't, please shoot me a message. I'd love to hear it. Why? But if there's no way to be successful in IT without a successful service management organization, then let's follow that logic. There's no way to be a successful service management organization without a successful CMDB. And here are five ways, examples, if you will, that a CMDB is central to how we deliver, how we co-create IT services. Number one, the CMDB should be the center of your business continuity and disaster recovery efforts. What better place to know how everything's connected and if we have an outage over here and what it impacts, you're seeing to be central to that. Second, Every major incident manager should look at the change console and the CMDB to see what happened and what could be the cause of this major incident as we look at trying to restore. Three, this one seems obvious, but it's not. If you, uh, there are many organizations that struggle in this, this coming, this area that I'm about to mention. Change management or change enablement should use the CMDB to assess the risk of changes. Not all organizations do so. Number four, as knowledge management matures, it should be tied to configuration items, which helps everyone, right? If we have knowledge about these CIs, everything from when they came into the environment, the warranty information, how they're connected. Those are the easy ones. The hard ones, the knowledge is things of defects that went live. That's an awesome thing to have captured in that CI, isn't it? How about uh, workarounds that have worked in the past? That's an awesome thing to capture in that CI. So known errors, defects, 
all of that sort of thing should be tied to configuration items and services. When I was mentioning configuration items a minute ago, I imply services as well. Another one, architecture teams. And those who are assessing new software or maybe rationalizing the software and applications we have in the existing environment, they should use the CMDB as a source, right? How about the software and hardware asset management that depend on the quality of the discovery part of the CMDB? Now let's talk service levels. Yeah, based upon the CMDB. Service costing or chargebacks. Yeah, that's CMDB in your services. Even how infrastructure teams manage their environments is captured in the CMDB. The bottom line is the CMDB is central to the success of IT. We need to invest in it. We need to make sure we have a great CMDB and that we've empowered all these teams who, who have data in the CMDB to own that data. The CMDB team is just stewards. In many organizations, they push way too much responsibility on the CMDB team, which may not have that specific knowledge that, for example, the infrastructure teams do for those infrastructure CIs. This is Jeffrey T. Fertiller. Thank you for joining us. If your organization needs help with us getting your CMDB in order, let us know how we can help you and hope you have a great, great day. Bye.